0: Drivers Drivers start your
1: engines.
2: Hello and you're welcome for listening to On Wisconsin. Um, if you just moved over here from our uh, our local podcast for this week, we appreciate it. And what, if up? You just, if you, what up? If you just accidentally clicked on this one, Hi. Um, we also we're, uh, we're all from Wisconsin except for Jeremy and we're just gonna you're, Jeremy's just gonna be allowed to say he's from Wisconsin for the podcast. Um, no, I don't think he wants to, though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He probably doesn't want to. Uh, but if uh, if you guys care about Wisconsin sports at all, we do a a local Wisconsin podcast, and so you can just go look at our other podcast. But this is the national part, uh, and so we'll reintroduce ourselves. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike, and up in Wisconsin, Bill. Hello. And then out in Colorado, Jeremy. Howdy. And then uh, up in New York, Brady. But, uh, yeah, I don't think we should reintroduce ourselves.
1: Allow um, me to.
2: Right. Uh, okay. So um, we're not going to lie to you guys. Uh, this podcast is probably going to be uh, for guys who are a little bit distracted because um, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Uh, Tiger is two back, going in the back nine. Hasn't hit a fairway yet, but is somehow 200 for the day because, you know, he's the GOAT. And so we're all watching, um, and so uh, you might hear some cheering throughout the podcast. Did really, you see that drop?
1: Some vulgarity, maybe some swears, but Either hopefully not. It?
2: Okay, well, that, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Quick derailment. I'm sorry. Yeah, I we are going to be so distracted. But Tiger Woods is contending again in a major. It's the second time this year. Um, Bill is the indifferent one. Bill pisses me off when we talk about Tiger. Uh, <laughs> So, Bill, are you excited for Tiger Woods right now? No. Why not?
0: Because he's old and washed up. Oh, my. Uh,
2: Okay. So, he's not washed up. Anyways, um, the fact that, once again, I'll say it every time, uh, Tiger Woods won. Well, actually, that's my side of the day. And then uh, Tiger Woods is 42 years old. And he is now contended in two majors this year with uh, a back that's been surgically, surgically repaired four times. Um, yeah, so he has 20- an she has a sciatic back. Oh, shit. He should be better than everyone.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure we stake uh-huh. our claim as fans of resiliency.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he – so he is uh, – oh, 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 hold on uh, – the problem here is Jeremy has cable and we none of us have cable cuz we're poor. So we Jeremy gets to see the shot before all of us, which is a real problem.
1: And I can't just
2: Yeah, well, if you could not if you could not
3: So for the I, for the listener so you know what what time we were recording at what what hole this is. This is uh his second shot on the ninth hole par 4. He's, he just parted the uh, the fans. He's settling uh, towards,
0: in. Uh, approaching I want to just but in here and make a declarative statement. Uh, Dude, I right, have in cable, his
3: backswing, right in his backswing.
0: Are I have curious, Bill, I'm not watching it on my TV. Did you really
1: talk
2: in his backswing? What a shot. Yeah, boy, let's go. Got a birdie butt. Okay, so let's move on from the Tiger Woods stuff. We'll update you along the way. Uh, so yeah. the next thing – oh, hey, Jeremy. Um, I don't know if you had this prepared. Um, you got some serious music because we got two serious national topics that we need to talk about. Um, did you need a second to get the serious music? You guys feeling serious? I'm buckled in. Oh, cut it. Cut the serious music. Cut the serious music. We forgot that we have uh, a couple punishments we need to lay out for the group. So this is something that we do because we want to be better uh, podcasters. So that was a great start, actually, um, to being better podcasters. But uh, the way that we do it, Oh man, this is awkward. Uh good thing we didn't talk about that subject first. The way that we do it is we punish ourselves if uh if we do not perform well, not to the point of exhaustion or, you know, death. Um but we get ourselves triggered by hopping on some sort of online social media. We go to a place uh where no people want to go, but it's something we want to avoid because we want to become a better podcast. So, uh, Bill, can you talk to us about uh, the punishments that you're going to hand out here? I think you said you had a couple from previous podcasts.
0: That's correct, Mike. Um, so here's the thing that I want to do. Um, I wasn't able to bring it up last week because I was unfortunately uh, out of town. Um, but so the past two weeks, we've kind of talked about the Brewers signing um, Jonathan Scope. Is how you pronounce the last name?
3: I thought it was Poopity Shoe. Well,
0: it's yeah. Poopity Scope now. Scoop. Well, so
1: Poop, scoop, dee, woo.
0: Everyone's been mispronouncing his name, me included. Um, so we're going to give the whole group uh, two minutes. Um, also, before we jump into that, Mike, you get an additional two minutes because you stole my Kevin White take from two podcasts ago.
1: Retroactive. I agree. Flag on the play.
0: Yeah, I, I get it. Um, okay,
2: so um, we'll cut the podcast here since it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a group punishment and we'll all go into our little uh bubbles get triggered and then come back and talk about what we saw
1: back we're all rightfully triggered mike is still gone for two minutes because of his retroactive fine so he's coming back with his own little thing quick tiger update before we get into what's actually triggered us all tiger is still two back made a hell of a birdie putt gave us a fist bump oh love to see the fist bump but he's still two back minus 11 brooks is still minus 13 i believe so we're gonna go around the room bill what's got you triggered today
0: sure um this is something i had brought up. Uh, before we went live. Um, so it's a bit of a repeat, but it's new to all our listeners, so it's okay. Um, so the Brewers are playing right now against the Atlanta Braves. Um that series is tied one-one. Tomahawk chop. Tom. And uh, so it's it was uh, bottom seven, or I should say top of seven. Uh bases loaded, one out, Ryan Braun at the plate, grounds a new double play, inning over. Um So we end the seventh inning tied at 7-7. The Brewers have 18 hits today, which is quite a lot of hits for only being in seven innings. Uh, But we've unfortunately left 12 men on base. And then we started the eighth inning. Yeah, so then we went into the eighth inning, and then our bullpen gave up yet another home run, so now we're losing
1: 8-7. Brady, what's got you triggered today?
3: Um, we don't don't need to go into it or explain it. I'm just going to read a tweet by the man, the myth, the legend, Charlie Kirk. Um, quote, how can border patrol be racist when 52% of their agents are Hispanic? Thinking emoji.
1: Wow. (laughs) What a smart guy.
3: That's some real, like, galaxy brain shit right there, man. Like, I can't even, I'm not even on the same level as him. Well, uh, so, Mike, uh, do you want to tell us what's got you triggered? No, yeah, it's my so turn. I, Mike, I,
1: you're still fine. Go away. It's my turn.
3: I,
2: I took my additional two minutes. Okay, bye. Hold on, Mike. Hold on one second.
3: Uh, so, Bill just answered a phone call. He's currently muted. Uh, f- uh, fine. Penalized. Demerits. Whatever. Two minutes. Get out of here. you got to get triggered all over again. That Ooh. is just... Bill?
1: Have is you- Bill fined?
2: Why did I get Why did you get fined? What was that phone call? Why are you taking a phone call?
1: It was my sister. I can't. We can't have your undivided attention.
2: Who cares? Get out of here. Okay. Get um, out of here. So, uh, Jeremy, you, uh, what, what got you triggered?
1: Well, I watched the first drive of a preseason game, Vikings Broncos. The Vikings run defense first. Nothing special there. Just Case Keenum doing what Case Keenum does. Three and outs. And then I saw the Vikings just. March down the field and score a super easy touchdown. Kirk Cousins, to Stefan Diggs, and God, I am already so annoyed by their whole team. Hey Kirk, guess what? It's not 2008 anymore. The Revo Face Max are super lame. Get rid of it.
3: Oh, oh man! I cannot wait for for doing like pods during the football season because Jeremy is just gonna hate so many things, and it's gonna be just mm, just delicious.
1: It's going to be too right, right. easy. To Things that no one
2: else cares about.
1: No yes. one.
2: I don't know yes. anyone who cares. Uh, Jeremy, is that a type of face mask?
1: You know the one that Peyton yeah. Manning had, the little dip before it goes no, up again? I
2: have no idea.
1: Oh, my God. It's just the worst. The Troy Palamalu, I- Peyton Manning, and now Kirk Cousins face mask. Get out of here. It was cool when they were new and, like, Madden 08, and everybody wanted to put it on their players. Ugh, it just looks so – it's so dumb. I hate it. Get a normal face mask. <laughs>
2: I'm on board. Okay, so the things that I that I did, uh, I actually just watched something on, on a loop, um, and it was uh, Y.E. Yang's uh, PGA Championship winning putt in 2009 because that might be something that triggers me more than anything else in sports. It It's that. It's the Kentucky three-pointer in uh, Final Four, and then it's losing to the Seahawks in the playoffs. I mean, I can't – Tiger Woods got why e. Yang is a chump, a chump like the guy is not any good and he's the only person to ever take Tiger down when Tiger was leading in a major on a Sunday, going into a Sunday. So, um yeah, that'll trigger me every time. Okay, so Jeremy, uh, we need to we need to go back to the serious stuff. Can you get that for us? Yeah, we're going back. We're all We're all actually right. going to do that. We're actually going to do it this time we're guys. There. Yeah, Bill, Bill we're you there. can come off of uh...
0: Oh yeah, what tri- what what, tri- what triggered you, Bud? Um, I hate to uh, bring politics into this podcast, but I would just like to read Donald Trump's tweet from seven hours ago. Uh, many Harley Davidson owners plan to boycott <laughs> the company manufacturing moves overseas. Great, most other companies are coming in our direction, including Harley competitors. A really bad move. The U.S. will soon have a level playing field or better. I don't know. Maybe if you didn't put twenty-five percent steel tariffs and everything, they wouldn't have done that. Sheriffs, steel sheriffs.
3: Uh, yeah. okay. He just doesn't get the whole money, economic, finances, things. He's just, just, it's okay, though. I mean, not not everybody can know. You can't just know stuff. I mean, like, who does that?
2: So, uh, Jeremy, can you play the serious music? Are you guys feeling serious? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first serious story that we need to touch on Uh, A little bit of an update to what is going on with Urban Meyer. Um, It looks like the reporter who said that they have receipts actually has receipts. And uh, Urban Meyer, it looks like he's in pretty big trouble. Um, We talked about this last week on the pod, but we we did just want to touch on it again. Um, There is one thing that could save Urban Meyer, though, right? So they put him on paid administrative leave. And there are very few things that could come in and, and save him. And one of them would be a you know a sports scandal that would be greater than domestic violence, and that would be killing a kid. And so, um, if you haven't been paying attention to the news, uh, Maryland football is in a, a good amount of trouble. Um, their coach, B.J. Durkin, um, put out his hit single. I, oh, we're not making joke. I'm sorry. I was gonna make a joke. Um, But, so, uh, just to update anyone who doesn't know about the story, um, an offensive lineman, Jordan McNair, uh, he died two weeks after being hospitalized from running 110-yard sprints. Um, He had a body temperature of 106 degrees. Um, This sparked research into the toxic culture within the Maryland football, college football team. Um, Some of the things that have been reported they were doing were – some players would get meals slapped out of their hands if there wasn't the right meal. Um, weights were thrown at players. Um, there was a player they wanted to lose weight. So they forced him to eat candy while watching their teammates work out, you know, some, some real dude stuff. Um, also, uh, they didn't use the words in the report, but they said that there was a lot of, uh, expletives and emasculating language used uh, against players who couldn't finish a workout. Um, the report coming out of Deadspin was that when um, when Jordan McNair uh, was passed out and having seizures, um, it took an hour to call uh, an ambulance, and uh, they say that the words that were being used were, um, like, drag him off, get him off the field, like, get his ass off the field. Um, so, yeah,
1: have you heard that not one?
2: great stuff, some pretty serious stuff. Um, uh, Brady, you want to – I mean, you're our coastal – uh, Elite, do you want to tackle this subject?
3: Um, I, I, well, the only, like, bit of information I had about this, any commentaries, I didn't, Jeremy, congrats, I didn't know you had a head coaching position at Maryland, I didn't, I didn't know you had, I didn't know you got that job, so I'm, I'm proud of you.
1: I didn't go very well.
3: <laughs> might, yeah, my, yeah, my, it might, seems like you might, you know, be, out of, out on your luck again, but, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll bounce back, I'm sure.
1: I'll just go, I'll just go opposite <laughs> coast, I'll go to Pepperdine.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, as a coastal elite, I just say uh, you know, there's just some toxic ass masculinity, man just uh, any sort of pain or weakness being seen as uh, basically the worst possible thing and So, you know, we're just going to like psychologically torture a fat kid because he can't lose weight because this sport is literally killing him slowly so uh, yeah, just some toxic ass masculinity
2: yeah, the thing that I came away with it was like, this is like, yes, the easy stance is just to like take out DJ Durkin and be like, yeah, this is like uh, really bad. He was really bad coach, did, you know, some really bad stuff. But like, this is just like a product of that environment, right? Like, that had to be like a learned way to go about coaching a, a football team, right? He didn't just, he's not the first one that's, that does, like has done anything like that. And so it's like, like where, like Malcolm Gladwell had the, had a podcast. We, we still have the serious music playing.
1: Can you not hear it? It's no, it's not. It's not playing. Okay. Uh, Can you toss it back on?
2: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so Malcolm Gladwell, like came out with a podcast talking about how a kid died of CTE playing college football. And because these kids are like not being paid, like, when is it, like, when is it enough that, like, we, like, start looking at this a little bit more of, like, they literally, like, killed, a, like, a, a kid died making money for a business, never got compensated for his work, and literally, like, like, was worked to death. He got, he was worked to death, unpaid labor, worked to death, and DJ Durkin made two and a half million dollars last year, and it's, like, so where, like, is there any, like, where does it, like stop like is there a point where it's just like okay like college football either needs to pay the kids or like we need to like stop having college football right i think i think it it only stops
3: when this kind of a scandal wouldn't completely like kill your football program right like the maryland football no one's blaming football or like you said like the environment around football no one's blaming that they're blaming the dude so they'll just fire the guy and get a new coach in there who just does a more mild version of it. And if people will accept it, like if the public will say, like, oh yeah, that's enough, then that's it. You have to you have to like have like a change in how people view it and have them like rail against football, not just the actual
0: guy. Yeah. I, I, think, I think an important point here is uh, money is undefeated. Yeah. Until until something affects the money line then nothing's going to change because as long as the NCAA is still making money hand over fist, then it doesn't matter.
1: Right. Like you said, this can happen, or this has happened in football, not just this year. It's happened when it just gets too hot and they do conditioning, but it can happen in other sports too. It seems to be just happening in football. We don't know if that's because the culture around football from youth up until the Big Leagues in all these places we would never hear about, like Texas, Florida, California, other places in the South, or even around here that are just way, way more intense than we've ever heard of. These people come from there, they rise up through the ranks, and that's how they run their programs. And maybe that's just how it goes in football. You have it in basketball too. I mean, Bobby Knight never killed anybody, but that's the way he ran (laughs) things. He may have punched somebody, he didn't kill somebody. Wasn't there a coach...
3: Where where was he from? It was a couple of years ago that he was got like caught on camera like throwing basketballs at players' heads. The Rutgers coach. Yeah.
0: Yes. That's the Rutgers basketball coach. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yes.
1: Like there's just crazy people out there. It seems they just migrate more towards football, and that's an outside sport, especially when the conditioning programs are in the summer. Which, especially in Texas, there was not too long ago there was people in Oregon, and there were I think high school kids in Texas that were dying because of heat exhaustion and heat stroke in. What would otherwise be normal conditioning workouts, but it just gets too hot sometimes. They don't pay attention. The coaches are not doing their due diligence at all. They're not having proper rest ratios, and they're not treating their kids how they should be treated. They're just pushing way too hard, way too hard, way too hard, and then they're just being dickheads about it because that's how they were brought up and grown. We need to be the toughest. We need to be the fastest. It's just bad. It can be really bad.
0: Yeah. I don't, it's weird to me, you know, the summer conditioning is fine. Like, it's not like, Oh my God, like a heat wave. It's like 110 billion degrees outside. It's like, no, I mean like it's summer and they're working outside. They're working, they're working out hard. But like, if a kid goes, if a kid's like, Hey man, Hey coach, like I don't feel right. Like I'm, I think I got to sit down, let him sit down. Like I, I don't, I don't understand how that is such a difficult concept for these head coaches. But, like, one thing,
3: too, why why is football so different? Like, what would it take? What, what, what would have to happen on a football field for people to actually have the reaction of, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this before? Because if we talk about, like, any other activity related to, a, like, a learning – like, an institute of learning, like, if I was on, like, the debate team and something about the training of the debate team killed me, they would stop the debate team. Like, in like no other activity can you have literal, like, kids die And then people are like, oh, well, no, we can still keep doing this thing. Like, that's crazy to me. Nothing else gets that kind of a benefit. I'm
1: going to reiterate
2: Bill's point. Uh, Money is undefeated, never lost.
1: It seems like there's always a caveat. Like, the kid had prior respiratory problems or heart problems or – what a, oh, crap. I had another one. It was – or just uh, like it's voluntary and – well, other than this Maryland incident where it was just a culture of really bad toxicity. But I remember – remembering now, Brady, at our school, Winona, that – a kid died there during like yeah. off-season. Like it we was like, um
3: kids died, didn't they?
1: I think it was just one.
3: They had one kid die, But
1: it was – like, voluntary off-season programs, but it's, like, you know, the voluntary involuntary thing, like, you, you got to do it if you yeah. want to, like, actually make the team and show up, but I think that kid had something, like, a prior condition, but it's still, like, bad, just gets really hot, and it's a turf, it gets even hotter on the turf.
2: Yeah, Brady, I think you're misremembering, um, Winona State had one kid die on the football team, and then our head basketball coach got drunk and molested one of the players on the basketball team, so.
3: Yeah. Jeez. and i swear we had a kid die every year at winona every i was there for five years with germ and mike you were there for like three and a half because you're a nerd and i swear there was one kid died every year like we yeah. get, get the email like some kid would die and it's like holy like holy shit i
1: remember like two years ago there was a suicide the girl was in my class didn't know her at all but i heard yeah. there was a suicide oh, yeah. somebody got shot outside of an apartment and it's just winona minnesota and meth heads and
3: Right. So since we're down a rabbit hole, I just want to add one more useless fact. Um, it's tangentially related to colleges and deaths. Did you know that Penn, the university Penn, they employ a larger security force than, like, the, the size of the police department in Philadelphia? Nope. Didn't know that. Pretty wild. Like, like, their own, like, private, like, essentially, like, their own, like, private, like, police force
2: that is bigger than Philadelphia's police force. So fun fact Brady. That is a fun fact. Um, okay, so to wrap up the serious uh, part of this segment, I just want to do a nice recap. Uh, money is undefeated. Um, yeah, DJ yeah. Durkin uh, made $2.5 million last year coaching a team in which uh, kid. One, one of his players died on a voluntary workout. Jordan McNair um, died from uh, running 110-yard sprints. But, hey, DJ Durkin's going to go home with his money. So money undefeated, never mm-hmm. lost. Okay, uh, so we'll cut the serious music and um i'm gonna
1: mike it's been cut mike that music has been cut can you not hear it going on
2: i was hoping you were going to put it underneath uh when we edit this
1: nope it was playing Um, while we were doing it it's been cut so
2: um so uh this is my underrated but brady wanted to talk about it nationally and so for underrated for me is uh is beef i love a good beef between a couple players and calvin benjamin and cam newton got into it this week take it away brady
3: so I don't know if you guys have seen the video but so it was on Thursday I believe or yeah Thursday there was the preseason games the first round the first week of them and it was Bills Panthers and if uh, listeners of the pod and also if you like are on like NFL Twitter you'll know that Calvin Benjamin recently in an interview was talking shit about Cam saying things like if, if he had a more accurate quarterback Calvin's career would have been going better and like Cam Newton was a big limiting factor in how good Calvin Benjamin was could be and so Cam didn't directly respond to it. And then, you know, he, they saw each other on the preseason field. And I, I just, I think it's important that we break this down. So um, if you haven't seen the video, go pull it up. We'll give you a quick play-by-play. So Cam uh, Cam comes over. He's got real short shorts on with long, like like mid-thigh spandex underneath. So he's ready. Thigh meat. Tiger hit a fairway. Okay, keep going. Yeah, he's got he's, he's showing his thigh meat. He's really letting it out there. And he comes over to Calvin Benjamin, who is currently in a conversation with Thomas Davis. And, you know, he comes over and Cam kind of playfully bumps him, like says, what's up, man? Goes for a dap. And then Calvin leaves him hanging. And then immediately Cam's face turns from that big Cam smile to just super serious, like he's about to fight somebody. And he turns to Thomas Davis and, and tells him to leave the conversation. He, are- he gives
1: him the little hand wave. It was amazing. He's like, no, nah, this is right. between us.
3: Oh, okay. This is gonna be a thing. You don't. We don't need you here anymore. And so he, he. All of a sudden, Cam goes. Hands were in front of him initially. They go back to the rest of the encounter, and he is up in Calvin's face, just asking him questions, just asking him what's up. You know, seeing what's going on. It's the old Which "I way, could
1: beat the shit out of you" stance, but I'm not gonna.
3: Yeah, yeah, and needless to say, Cam Newton is uh, bigger than Calvin Benjamin, even though he was still fat. He bigger his and
1: yellow. not as fat.
3: And, so, so Cam was giving him all kinds of just up in his up in his shit, man. He was ready to start something, and Calvin was just a, being a little bitch and didn't want any. And so he ran away. And I just that's my boy. That's my that's that's my quarterback. And uh, I think it, that more quarterbacks should be like Cam Newton and like fight other
2: players.
1: Most quarterbacks uh, are white and small and not athletic enough.
2: I think that uh, Calvin Benjamin definitely needs to stay away from beef. He doesn't need any more of that. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, yeah, just to reiterate my joke, um, Calvin Benjamin, if you're listening, and I know you are, you were so fat, your ligaments in your knee just couldn't support the weight anymore, and they just killed themselves, they just, <laughs> and you just tore your your ACL, so yeah, try not being so fat.
0: Now, uh, Brady, was this at a joint
3: practice? I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> it was pregame, it was pregame. A joint practice?
1: It was pregame.
3: Joint. It was pregame, but. Joint practice? The a pre-roll. They a pre, pre, pre-game.
1: Speaking of joint practices, I'm going to try to make it to a joint practices on Thursday. Broncos-Bears.
0: Ooh. Hopefully there's a fight.
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so who's um, going to get into a fight? If we're talking people on each team, who's going to fight?
0: Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for Swag Kelly. I don't know what, what, is what that. that? Is. Okay. All right. Let me explain something to you guys. Uh, learn us. they'll learn us okay so Chad Kelly former quarterback for the Ole Miss uh Rebels uh he uh he was a pretty good college quarterback but he's just a fucking douche just <laughs> he is he's just like a douche I mean his name's Chad like yeah he's just a <laughs> I mean, he's he's One Chad. quarterback um but no so um he's on the Denver Broncos roster and Paxton Lynch is garbage so Swag Kelly's taken over Okay, okay.
2: Um so uh it looks like we are going to be mailing out that trophy uh to Mike Trout because he just went to the DL and it sounds like uh you know it makes me nervous that that might be it and he's going to take second in another MVP voting but he's our MVP. And so we'll be sending him a little league trophy with his name on it and MVP. He's um, the people's but MVP. But how long is he headed to the DL? He just got put on a 10-day.
1: But like 10-day nowadays could be 10 days to 60 days because there's no 30 days. Yeah, after anymore. He,
3: he missed like a week, and then they put him on the 10-day DL.
1: So how long is he going to be there? When's he coming back?
3: I don't know. Probably never. I, I, maybe his body is just like rejecting how shitty we are, and it's just like, no, I, I refuse to perform at this high level for no reason. And So maybe he's just shutting down. Like Mike Trout wants to play, but his body is just like, yeah, no.
1: I see like, oh, it's,
3: it's a dark, dark time in, in Anaheim right now.
1: He's like, dude, stop wasting your body and energy on this team. You need to, you need to rest up for free agency.
3: This is the darkest timeline where he gets hurt again and in, in back-to-back seasons. When he's playing, he's better than everyone else, but he just got hurt for like like 10 games too long, and he, he won't win MVP because Mookie Betts is going to be really good. And then I'm going to have to see a whole nother year of Boston fans trying to tell me that Mookie
2: Betts is better than Mike Trout.
1: Tiger's currently three behind.
2: Um. So then, up it, down here, just says Felix to the pen. Is this just because Brady doesn't like Felix no, Hernandez? No, no, I no, I that's that
1: that's me. real. I put that on there because Felix Hernandez has been moved to the bullpen.
2: It's because
3: Mike Trout beat the shit out of his career. Next question.
1: <laughs> okay, sure, okay. but like that's actually a really big deal. He used to be such a.
0: He used to be. He's, I a, mean, such he's a Cy huge, Young winner. Pitcher yeah, for the Mariners, game. he had
1: a perfect game, didn't he? Yeah, he mm-hmm. did have one of them perfect games. But just the fact that them. that franchise is ballsy enough and willing to move him to the pen—he's the most prominent person on their entire team and has been forever. And Cano, Robinson Cano has been there for like three years.
2: My pet. Um Okay, just, so then it's just crazy um, they actually did it. The next thing, because we got to get to our segments, um, the next thing is that LeBron signed Morris the Morris
1: Twins to Clutch with a K. I just thought that was funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you think that
3: they did like a joint interview, like in Step Brothers? Like they both showed up and sat next to each other?
1: I think they and did. Like, they they were, were. They by LeBron
3: at the same time.
1: The picture I were they saw. And shorts. The picture I saw was them both just sitting in there with Rich Paul and LeBron and just getting signed to Clutch.
2: Um. Yeah, it. it I just think it's hilarious that like the debate over LeBron has been about his clutch and and so he just names his his friend's name their their uh agency clutch like that's just a K. little bit weird right
3: Um hold on well a quick quick update uh Jeremy prepped the uh the Brewers sad times music because we have a final in Atlanta
1: Oh no Atlanta 8 Brewer 7. Push me to the edge.
3: All my friends are dead.
2: Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. Push me to the... Sorry, Bill. All right. Uh, I think we're moving to the segments next. We are. We are. So first segment, Back from the Dead.
3: Um, I've got a good one here this week. I'm pretty excited about it. So uh, I recently learned that uh, Ray Lewis had a rap career. And... I've just got a little snippet, a little 15 seconds of just golden juiciness for you here. Um, but uh, Back From The Dead, Ray Lewis's rap career, because I just found out about it now, so I'm officially, like, he is the only music I will ever listen to. And here's a little clip.
0: That's why men cry for women. That's why women, women, can I slow down to...
3: Yeah, so that's called uh, by Ray. They women. Can you stand the rain?
1: I think he. I don't got, know if I can. I think his influences were Nelly.
3: Um, <laughs> one one oversight. Um, uh, he he spelled rain R A I N, and he should have spelled it R A Y N because his name yeah. is Ray. Ooh. Yeah, only credited them, but tiger. yes, back from the dead. Tune the t- Ray Lewis is.
2: Oh! Oh, you are you me- kidding? You got to be kidding me! Oh! Uh- you got to be joking!
1: Oh!
3: Uh, <laughs> tiger, tiger, putt.
2: So, uh, literally, like groundhog yeah, day, close to the hole.
1: It was basically the one in the Nike. Basically everyone, the-
2: everyone jump. Let's try to shake the ground. Everyone jump. He already, he already jumped.
0: tapped it in. He already tapped it in. God damn it!
1: It was basically the Nike commercial one where it showed the Nike sign, and then rolled in, but it didn't roll in. It didn't go in. Used all his magic up for that one shot.
0: E- yeah. E- okay, Bill, you're back from the dead. Oh. Um. So here's the thing about my back from the dead. Um. I made it last night after Brewers won, and then they lost today. So, <laughs> so were the Brewers? You're back from the dead? They were. <laughs> now they're dead. <laughs>
3: But, hey, teaser for next week. Maybe they'll be back next week. Who knows?
0: Push
2: me to the edge. All my friends are dead. Okay, Jeremy, you're back from the dead?
1: Gotta say I don't have one.
2: Get out of here. Unbelievable. You've got to be kidding me, dude. Okay, um, my back from the dead. Oxygen. So, uh, Pat Shermer, the Giants head coach, said that Eli Manning is the fittest 37-year-old in the league. Okay. Um, and they talk about it diet or whatever, but I can only assume it's because his fucking mouth hangs open so wide that he gets so much more oxygen than the rest of us. And that's why he's so fit. So, um, oxygen back from the dead. Uh, okay. So then we'll move on to our never forget bill. All right.
0: My never forget, um, Ooh, I actually have two, um, so if you'll indulge me, I'd like to say that I will. Never forget, the Marlins have never won their division, but the only two times they've ever been in the playoffs, they've won the World Series.
2: Yeah, people forget that.
0: People also forget uh, Urban Meyer left Florida, not because of health issues, but because he got caught banging one of the Boosters' daughters. I did, I did not know that. Nice. People
2: forget that. I did forget that. I didn't even—that was not one of knowledge I had. All right, Brady, your never forget.
3: Uh, never forget. This is also something I learned yesterday while listening to a podcast. Um, uh, Rashid Wallace wore only Air Force Ones for his entire career. Never wore a different shoe.
0: They're good shoes. I got a
2: pair. And then, uh, Jeremy, you want to come back, tell us why you're triggered, and then give us your never forget. I'll slip mine in there real quick. Uh, never forget that Phil Mickelson did insider trading.
1: All right, I'm back. And this is a, an, an unorthodox triggering. It's something I didn't know would get me so fired up. <laughs> but it kind of does. And Mike, you <laughs> might feel me on this one. You might be with okay. me. I saw memes, I saw some dank memes on Twitter, and it just two people back and forth said, the fact some people don't need glasses is wild. Reply, like you just out here seeing for free. Wow. We have to, people who need glasses have to pay to see. Yeah. I can't believe that. I actually am sure. just thinking about that. We have to pay to be able to see things. better, thing. sorry. I feel like that should just be about a thing. You should be able to get glasses if you can't see.
3: Yeah, I agree. I or agree. just have a good vision. Like, I don't know.
1: Well, that too. I mean, I'm the elitist here who's got the 2020. ready. to you and me. Got I'm going to stab your eyes, Bill, and then
2: you won't be able to see anymore.
1: But, like, Mike's out need here glasses, so. Mike's out here paying money so he can see things.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's yep. uh, pretty wild.
2: And I lost my last pair of glasses last weekend, so we've been weird. looking blind. Wow. Weird.
1: Yeah, we weird. Never forget, Mike loses everything. There's mine. I actually had one, but I'm going to bring that. Never yeah. forget, Mike loses everything important.
0: Also, yeah. never forget, they invented contacts for a reason.
2: Oh, I can't wear contacts. My eyesight's not bad enough. You're bitching, like what? I
3: think
1: yeah, you're just.
2: No, I agree, I agree. I'm not, I'm not, I that was Jeremy. I was not complaining. I'm coming at you now. This is about you and me, Mike. Oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay, so moving on to our uh oh, oh wait, yeah, we're moving on to our over and underrated. Um, my overrated, I already said was uh or underrated was uh beef, um, Calvin Benjamin and Cam Newton, and then um, uh, my underrated is players and coaches blowing up on umpires. Um, that never gets old. There was a video this week where a minor league player was blowing up on an umpire and he ran to the dugout, grabbed a trash bin, put it in the place where the umpire would usually stand during, and, during the game and pointed at it and walked out yelling, go to your home. <laughs> so, stuff like that never gets old. That is, that is just some classic funny stuff. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my underrated.
1: All right, I've got some. Uh, I've got some since I was a, a, a mess. Sorry, I was a mess the last one and didn't have one. But overrated, productive weekends. I mean, why would I do anything when I worked super hard all week? Weekends are for doing nothing. And my underrated is... I forgot. Oh, NBA (laughs) TV. NBA TV. It's NBA TV.
2: F O. Wait, 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 wait. What was your underrated?
1: NBA TV. It's better oh, than okay. it's better than MLB Network. It's better than NFL Network. NBA TV is the best extra sports subscription you can possibly invest in.
3: I rescind my penalty because that's a great take. All right, Brady, you're over underrated. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so for my over and underrated, I just wanted to bring up a story that we were talking about off air that I don't think we ever mentioned together. Um, Hugh Jackson's uh, emotional state. Uh, Bill, do you want to fill us in? Because I didn't exactly uh, I didn't watch
0: the whole thing. I just kind of got the cliff notes. Yeah, I mean, I also didn't watch it. I also just got the cliff notes. Um, So basically, Hugh Jackson, uh, as you know, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, who's gone 1-31 in the last two years, Um, his mother and his brother, I think, or one of his other family, members it's his mom and his mom's brother. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, They both died in, like, the past few weeks or months, Um, and he's basically just, like, decided, well, I'm just going to keep working but while I'm working, I'm just gonna occasionally like bring it up, like, "Hey, by the way, I've experienced a great deal of loss personal." <laughs> yeah. and So, um,
3: like obviously, people dying is not funny, but that's, God, that's so funny. Um, uh-huh. so just uh, my overrated this week was emotional growth, and my underrated was uh, stuffing your feelings so far down inside you they'll never see the light of day until you explode in a violent rage so uh yeah i live my life i
2: get it are you okay Uh, all right uh bill you're over underrated
0: all right so my overrated is uh run differential run differential is 26 (laughs) (laughs) we're we're still in second in uh in the central and we're tied for the first in the wild card so i thought that was pretty neat uh, my.
1: run differential might be the only thing that keeps me sane when the Cubs aren't playing well. Cause it's like, man, we're down nine to one, but we scored a few in the ninth. So now our run differential is only five minus five instead of minus eight.
2: Way to live. That's the way to live. All right, Bill, you're underrated or overrated. Overrated is having an overrated. Okay. Uh, see ya. Have fun. Bye. Get out of here. Uh, okay, so then uh, we're moving on to It's Season Season. Uh, and so who wants to start? Um,
3: okay. me, uh, uh, my season season is... Uh, it's- hey,
0: I supposed to do my underrated. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Where did you come from? Russian bots hacked me. <laughs> oh, were you just like, did you freeze? Is that why you didn't respond when we asked for it? Yeah, that's
2: correct. Okay. All right, go ahead with your, with your
0: overrated I or your I thought underrated. Thought um, so my underrated is uh, baseball vernacular. <laughs> um, so I, let me explain this a little bit. So I think uh, of, I, all, all those sports, they have their, their phrases and their words and whatnot, um, but I think baseball has the best. Um, for example, when someone hits just a, a really hard um, fly ball, um, so, like, Stan's home run the other day, he had, and like he had a home run that was, like, 122 miles an hour, which was, like, the hardest stat, cat, stat cast home run ever. That is what you would refer to as a piss missile.
1: <laughs> oh, he stapled <laughs> yes, it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. They got the that's best. Good. Baseball players got the best lingo other than hockey players, but nobody cares about hockey, so they're just kind of a hidden thing. All
2: right, so we're moving on to it. Season, season. Uh, Jeremy?
1: I got one, and I got something attached to it too. It is little league season.
2: Oh, I had that written down. I didn't use that one though. That was one of the ones I was gonna go with. Yeah,
1: so the one that everybody knows is a uh, Big Al who hits dingers, but yep. the one that I saw that was funny, LeBron put it on his Tiger, Insta story. Tiger right on the pin.
2: Tiger birdie putt coming up. Tiger's right on the pin. Okay.
1: LeBron put it on his Insta story. Some kid named Zach Barry and Brock, just some big chunker. Favorite <laughs> favorite sport, LeBron James. LeBron LeBron puts it on his story major SO major shout out Zach B like did you not read favorites I don't know whatever
3: alright Brady figure it out Zach Um, mine is uh, it's work league season Um, I just received uh, three different emails for work fantasy leagues and I'm not going to be participating in any of them but everybody, everybody asking me to put $20 into a pot and it's just it's just the best
2: all right, Bill, uh, your It's Season
0: season? All right. Um, this one is actually a holdover from last week, but I think, I think it still works for this one. Uh, it's uh, season-ending injuries and training camp season. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> unfortunately, it is. Yeah, it Especially ha- for the Packers. Yeah, it happens every year. Uh,
1: By our season.
0: The injury bug has bitten all of us. Um, I th- I'd say the uh, the Chargers and the uh, Washington Redskins potatoes have been hit the worst. Mm. I saved it. Yeah, you did. You did. Save it a butte.
2: Oh, and just so everyone knows, we have not used the K word yet today, so we can uh, remove the explicit. There's still time. Um, <laughs> okay. So my it's season season. Uh, I have two of them. Um, it's there's no sports to talk about season, and uh, it's oh yeah that guy is play, playing on that team season. Like uh, when I found out where Trevor Simeon was.
1: Oh yeah, he's here. Okay, oh, no, he's in Minnesota. So then,
2: because we technically we are a sports podcast, why is there a hold on? Hold on. There, I'm looking at TV. There is a policeman walking all over the green oh, right whoa. now. There's a cop. Someone like trying to kill Tiger Woods? No. no, somebody murdered a
3: golf ball, and so he's just he's just casing the scene. I'm trying to maybe
2: this maybe this is maybe someone took a huge chunk out of the green like someone we know on this podcast there's here right the there.
3: what, there's no evidence of that ever happening so i don't I don't think we should make those kind of uh, salacious claims Michael. okay
2: okay so um this uh, stat of the day i'll start with uh, my stat of the day um tiger woods is the only golfer to win the us open on a fucking broken leg and a torn acl so um never forget that bill your stat of the day
0: um, I have two. Okay, so uh, my first one, uh, Brewers rookie pitcher Freddie Peralta, his ERA in the first inning is eight point one eight on the season. Let me just check my notes. So that's not good. <laughs> all right, Brady, your Saturday. Well, right, my sec, my second, my second stat of the day. Uh, please don't Stabbed. interrupt. <laughs> stat. Uh, in his first, in its first week on sale, Astro World sold five hundred and fifty three thousand copies in its first week. Is that hey. good? Shout no, out no, Travis Scott.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Hey Travis,
2: thanks for listening to the pod, man. We appreciate it.
1: It is Astro World season.
2: It, well, Astro Universe is better, so
1: I'm gonna murder you. Go away.
2: Okay, Brady, your stat of the day. Um,
3: my set of the day was already touched on earlier, but uh, it is Trout is out, and I want to die for the second week in a row because he still hasn't been playing, and it makes me—it just rips my
2: soul from my body.
1: That's not a stat. Get out of here. Yo,
2: where was the stat, there, Brady? I mean, come on. Um.
1: Get from- out of here.
2: All right, Jeremy. Uh, your stat of the
1: day? Mine. I'm coming back to the uh, WNBA angle here. Elena Della Don, probably one of my favorites. Definitely one of the best WNBAers out there. She's a 6'5 guard forward. 6'5 is pretty tall for a WNBA player. Her She's career, her career free throw percentage in six seasons. Is ninety three point five percent. She has made eight hundred twenty five out of eight hundred eighty two. And oh, you know I love somebody that makes free throws. I, you don't know make you free throws I know you do. I know you do. Get off my team.
2: Um. Okay. So we'll move on to pour one out. Uh, Bill, you want to start us out? Sure. Oh, let me just pull it up. Okay, Jeremy, go ahead.
1: Um, poor one out for the Bears week one.
2: <laughs> oh. Okay, Bill, your poor one out.
0: Uh, I'd like to pour one out for myself. Because you don't have one. Nope, that's not okay. actually true at all. Um, because we got ass blasted by the pad- Padres. Yeah, you did. The dads. the dads. All right, Brady, come on
2: back. Tell us why, why and how you got triggered, and then give us your poor one out. Okay, so, well, actually, my poor one
3: out and my DFA'd are all, they're going to be, like, one kind of thing, because I think it could be for both. And uh, it's also something that is horribly triggering to me. So I want to pour one out for uh, the idea of not being a blatant white supremacist. Uh, Laura Ingram, this week on her show, this is Miles, my triggering thing, said, oh, go ahead, said, quote, the America we know and love doesn't exist anymore. Massive demographic changes have been foisted on the American people, and they are changes that none of us ever voted for and most of us don't like. This is related to both illegal and legal immigration. So that's just her saying of white supremacy and that it's a good thing. Uh, and so I'm just going to DFA Lauren Ingram. Uh, she obviously missed the playbook. You're supposed to be a white supremacist but not say it that explicitly. So I think she's just got to go to the minor leagues, maybe write some like Breitbart articles um, and just kind of get get her swing back, you know, just change her mind space up. Get and the she mojo get, back. Yeah, get the mojo back then you go back to being a white supremacist on Fox news and, uh, no one will, no one will be able to call you it. But like, that's, that's
2: Um, did you see LeBron, uh, Showtime, uh, is made a show and LeBron's an executive producer on it. And it's about athletes and how they like, they influence politics and like how, like what they should be doing with the public. It's called stick to sports. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So, um, okay. So my poor one out is for sports nation. Um, ESPN is canceling Sports Nation. I saw on a tweet. I hope it's true. I didn't really dig into that. But um, it's where I was introduced to Colin Coward, which consumed a good year, two years of my life. And so it it does make me sad to see it go.
0: I'm going to bring up Colin K. On the
2: the bright side,
3: um, now Marcellus Wiley doesn't have a job.
0: Whoa. Okay.
3: So I mean we take the good and right. bad, you know. Okay. Um, I got really
1: I got really sucked into a Twitter thread about a producer on Sports Nation. It made me really actually appreciate the show that I never watched and never liked, but <laughs> did a lot of good things. I just didn't care for it. Didn't watch it.
2: So, uh, Jeremy, uh, your DFA. You want to start us out on our DFAs?
1: DFA. What am I going to DFA?
2: Too late. Get out of we here. Are D- we are DFAing you. Get out of here. We'll see you next show. Come with what you're triggered about. You know, Brady. A couple weeks ago,
3: Jeremy started doing this thing where he's like, I'm not
2: going to write stuff
3: down. I'm just going to come and wing it. And it worked for two weeks, but it's catching up to you, Sonny Boy. <laughs> All right, Brady, you're, uh, you're DFA? Um, I I'm, remember I'm DFAing Lauren Ingram down to the white supremacy okay. minor.
2: Okay. And then so my DFA is the Colts because um, they actually tried to kill the football inside Andrew Luck uh andrew luck did an interview and during his interview he literally said that yeah i kind of thought i was never going to play football again for a second and so the colts did this thing where they killed the the football that lives inside andrew luck so i'm dfaing them um and so that's going to be it for our show uh bill is going to ride us out with a dfa um he is going he has an open letter that's totally original right bill totally original correct okay totally original bill um, and it's DFAing someone who you'll figure out in the first couple of minutes. And so uh, you're welcome for listening. We'll
0: see you next week. Okay, Jeremy, I need the music. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Milwaukee, all southeastern Wisconsin, I'm Milwaukee Brew supporters, wherever you may be tonight. As you now know, our manager, who grew up in the very region that he coaches for this evening, continues to employ Corey Kinable as our closing pitcher in the bullpen. This was announced with a several-day narcissistic, self-promotional buildup, culminating with a national TV special of his decision on anything ever witnessed in the history of sports and probably the history of entertainment. Clearly, this is bitterly disappointing to all of us. The good news is that the ownership team and the rest of the hardworking, oil, and driven staff over here at your hometown Brewers have not betrayed you and will never will betray you. There's so much more to tell you about the events of the recent past and our local exciting future. Over the next several days and weeks, we'll be communicating much of that to you. You simply don't deserve this kind of cowardice. You've been given so much and deserve so much more. In the meantime, I want to make one statement to you tonight. I personally guarantee that the Milwaukee Brewers will win an MLB championship without the help of this self-titled closer. <coughs> you can take it to the bank. If you thought we were motivated before these events to bring the hardware to Milwaukee, I can tell you that this shameful display of selfishness and betrayal by one of our very own has shifted our motivation to previously unknown and previously never experienced levels. Some people think that they should go, go to heaven, but not have to do to get there. Sorry, that's just simply not how it works. This shocking act of disloyalty from our homegrown manager <laughs> sends the exact opposite lesson of what we would want for our children to learn, and who we would want them to grow up to become. But the good news is that this heartless and callous action can only serve as the antidote to the so-called curse on Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This self-declared closer will be taking the curse with him down onto the bench. And until he does right by Milwaukee and Wisconsin, Knable and the town where he plays will unfortunately own this dreaded spell and bad karma. Just watch. Sleep well, Milwaukee. Tomorrow is a new and much brighter day. I promise you that our energy, focus, capital, knowledge, and experience will be directed at one thing and one thing only, delivering you. The championship you've long deserved, and it's long overdue. Signing off, Sling and David Stearns, General Manager, Milwaukee Brewers. See y'all next week.